Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dan Live. I realized as the countdown was happening, I didn't load in the intro because uh, we had all new brands and elements, and I was keeping a cat at bay because the cat obviously was like just itching to jump up on the desk as we were getting down between five. Welcome back. It's been a while since we did a live show. Mara is joining me as always. Hi, Mara. Hello. I'm uh, going to be very discreetly eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich the entire time. That's a very difficult thing to eat discreetly. So uh, stay tuned for that. That's going to be an interesting challenge. Um, yeah, we're relaunching the live show. A lot of people have been saying, where where, where have you been the last few months? Uh, we Well, we were first of all, we were getting the stuff ready to launch the audio part of the show, the audio channel, mm-hmm. which is now live. You can ch- see those description or that the that information down there in the description if you want to subscribe to the show audio wise. So we wanted to get that audio channel up and running. And then we wanted to make sure that we could find a good date and a good time. Wednesdays, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. This is the time that we're locking in. That's the cat I was trying to keep at bay. She's now gone over to uh, Mara's lap. Uh, this is when we're going to be doing the show. We also have pushing the buttons and keeping us literally on the air. Ben Goddard, he will be uh, a part of the show as well going forward. You may see or hear from him from time to time, usually if I screw something up. So that is going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot to get to today. We're going to be talking about the Stranger Things teaser. We're going to be talking about House of Gucci. I I can feel I'm like Phil Collins. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. There's something about this movie that just seems magical. Uh, we're going to talk about the first reactions to that one. Spider-Man No Way Home. It's like Ready Player One. Everybody's out on an Easter egg hunt right now uh, about this movie. So we're going to break that down. Uh, so much to get to. Before we do any of that, though, I want to first of all, thank you for watching. Secondly, we have kind of, and, and I swear we did not we did not plan for this to happen, but we are actually uh, 100 and, well, let me, let me refresh here. As we went on the air, we were 149 subscribers away. We are now 147 subscribers away from crossing a hundred thousand, which is nuts that it, I, I, again, I swear this is a coincidence. We just happened to be this close on the day that we were relaunching the live show. So I have here because, uh, there's a very nice person at YouTube contacted me just a little bit ago and noticed I was getting close to a hundred thousand. I have the plaque here, and if if we if we cross 100k, I, now Mara, I, I have a problem with self control sometimes. I was tempted to just you know crack, crack it open, you know, just open the lid just a little bit, and she like very an egg. wisely, like an egg, she very wisely said, "No, don't do it. Wait." So I have not looked at this. I have not seen what is inside this container. So if we cross that, if we cross that hundred K mark while we're on the air today, we're going to have a live unboxing of the, the plaque from YouTube. If not, then we'll, uh, we'll open it later, but it'd be great to do it today. So if you haven't subscribed, if you're watching and you haven't subscribed, there's a subscribe button down there, mash that, smash it, be gentle. Don't hurt it. But with, with force, <laughs> with intention, hit that. I like squishing. Button. Can we squish it instead? Squish it. Squish the subscribe button because we would love to have you uh, be a subscriber and be part of this. So I've got the subscribers up as we go. I'm, I'm refreshing. We have added two more. So we're 145 away. We'll keep it. We'll keep an eye on that as we go. Uh, Mara, I see that we already have a couple of uh, stream yards. Do we want to just do those and then we'll jump into our first story? Sure. 
Oh, I'm asking them. Um, okay. Oh, Let's sorry. See. Yeah, I'm still gathering. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I, well, I see the, the one that I have here on my document is from Linger. Thank you, Linger. $30. Uh, Thank look, you so just much. keep reading it. it she, okay. th they say how to pronounce their name. Oh, so Linger Syngat. Linger Syngat. Linger. Thank you, Linger. Look at that. I love that. I love that pronunciation, uh, including that for me. Thank you. Linger Syngat. Yay, you're back, Dan. I'm at school, so I won't hear the answer to this until later. But here's my question. If you had about $150 million, what is a written work you'd want to adapt or a film you'd want to remake? What director and cast would you want and how much would they cost? Wow, that is, uh, that is a hefty question. I think, honestly, um, my favorite book is uh, Catch-22. I love Catch-22. And they made a movie of it in the 70s. It's a very difficult book to um to adapt so I, I and i know that there have been other uh um, attempts at, at uh, adapting it but i think i would like to do a a limited series of catch 22 and uh i, I think i could bring it in about 150 million dollars i'd have to you know get some get some cast uh, folks uh, that maybe would take a pay cut but i think i'd like to do like maybe a six episode limited series of catch 22 figure out how to work out that book structurally because i think it's a great book and it's just as relevant now as it was when it was written and it's hilarious and uh yeah i, I know that others have uh have done it um but uh that for me would be my passion project uh, Dr. Nova says, uh, I'm starting to go to therapy. Very excited. And they said that Inside Out is a breakthrough in child therapy. Also, I've officially lost 30 kilograms. First oh of all, gosh. that's amazing. Um, congratulations. That's incredible. And um, Inside Out, a breakthrough in child therapy. I, I mean, I'm not shocked. I remember when I when I first saw that movie, I said, well, this this movie really seems like a uh, a breakthrough as far as being able to to tell kids about emotions and mixed emotions and happy memories and sad memories and and being able to mix them together. So I, I, that's one of the reasons I love that movie. As I hit the camera, we'll keep a count on how many times I bump the camera. That's one of those. That's one of the reasons I love that movie is because it does make those things so relatable. And I love that it seems like that's actually had a therapeutic value to kids that have seen it. And then uh, Jody says, "Oh, we already have our first Sorry, emoji beat now. poetry." Um, emoji beat poetry. Uh, if you haven't watched the show, when you put an emoji down in the uh, YouTube chat, um, when when Mara copies and pastes it to the document, it just gives me a description of what the emoji is, and it sounds a little bit like beat poetry. So this one's from Jody. We got the snaps ready. Here we go. Ready? Pair character jumping up and down, saying "Number one fan." Number one fan. So cute. That's nice that that pair. All right. Well, thank you uh, oh, already to actually. everyone who uh, has uh, sent in Streamlabs. And you can see down there, uh, Super Chat to Streamlabs. That address is right down there on more, the bottom actually. of your screen. I have a couple more already. Jeez yes. Louise, people jumping in on there. Uh, uh, Josh, thank you, Josh, donated. Great to have you back on the live show, a show that debuted with three episodes. Weird for Netflix this weekend that caught me by surprise was Arcane. The animation slash story was phenomenal. And I was wondering, has this caught your eye? High recommendation. That's an interesting question because it, it did literally catch my eye yesterday. We were, um, <laughs> we started army of thieves last night. And as I was scrolling down, uh, I saw the, uh, and the thumbnail or whatever you want to call it for arcane. And I thought, well, that looks interesting. So perhaps that needs to go on the list. Uh, yes, Josh, it has literally caught my eye. Uh, Jodster again. Wow. Thank you. Uh, with all the rumors going around, do you think Spider-Man no way home? will see Spidey mostly going back to Sony. And I forgot to wear my numeral order shirt next time. Hi, Tamara. Still have my purple hair. Oh, oh awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think 
we are going to see a bigger crossover between Spider-Man proper and Sony. I think this is going to be very, this whole era is very interesting for Marvel right now. But, um, you know, without going into too many potential future spoilers or past spoilers for other projects, I think that that Sony is really seeing the value in them harnessing Spider-Man and not just in conjunction with the MCU. So I think we're also in a very transitional phase with Spider-Man and Sony because we don't I don't think anybody really knows what's next, but you can tell that they have kind of they kind of went from like we're building our own universe to we're building a bunch of different universes to now we want to build our own universe. One of my favorite names, a uh, frequent commenter. Thank you. Stretchy Hulk. Uh, welcome back to live. Would you ever consider a show with discussion on movie based books? I am reading the Howard uh, Kazanjian bio right now, and it's interesting. There's some great industry books. I mean, the idea of like a book club or something is interesting. I just feel like I'd be a bad host because I don't know if I would have time to read a book every month or whatever. But there are some great books out there about the, the industry. One that I recommend I actually sent to a friend of mine recently uh, is a book called Easy Riders Raging Bulls, which goes into the whole development of the film industry in the 60s and 70s. Uh, it's a great book about the industry. So um, uh, I, I would if you have recommendations, I know I'd love to read them. Um, SBK says, what is a well-loved movie that you hate? Um, I mean, my go-to answer, and it's not so much hate, and this is one of the weird things about the internet. I, I was, I've never really been that impressed with Gladiator. And I know a lot of people love that movie. Uh, but, but the way that it goes is like when you don't love something as much as somebody else does, then it comes off as you hate it. And I didn't hate Gladiator. Um, I just don't like it as much as other people do. I, I, I'm trying to think of this. I, I don't really hate a well-loved movie. There's, there's some like Gladiator. Um, maybe it's a Ridley Scott thing. Cause another one is, is for some reason is Blade Runner. Um, I'm just not as high on as other people. Uh, this is the last one before we jump into the news, Brian Chung. Thank you to everybody that just jumped in right away with donations. I appreciate that. Brian says, hello from Australia. So happy that you're back. And at a time that I can comfortably wake up for, I want to ask Ooh. which longtime character actor do you want to finally get a meaty leading role that wins them an Oscar? My vote is Judy Greer and Betty Gabriel. Both great choices. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody who I think would would fit that mold. That is somebody that like, I mean, obviously, Giamatti would be somebody who I would love to see finally get some recognition. Um, I th you know, I think he I think he got his head one nomination with, with Cinderella Man or he was supposed to get nominated and it didn't. Either way, uh, Paul Giamatti is, is a great actor and, and he's sort of faded back now but i'd love to see him have that big meaty comeback role and come back and win that academy award because he's put in so many great performances over the years and then you know you see a person like richard e grant who who had some had a breakthrough with um uh, can you ever forgive me which would be great to see him continue on that track and 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 get rewarded because you know you have actors like that that uh put in such great work but they don't they don't do the types of roles that are oscar worthy Mara, is there anybody so that you weird love? seeing him in um, the Age of Innocence being so young? Yeah, I know, right? Like back in the we watched that a while ago, the Age of Innocence, and uh, a very young Richard E. Grant is very, very odd. Mara, is there an actor? I mean, that he looks exactly the same. Coming? He does. Yeah. Is there anyone you want to see come grab that Oscar that you love? I mean, Judy Greer is such a great uh, selection. I actually hadn't thought about it, <laughs> so Judy come back Greer to me is later. a great pick. I'd love to see Judy Greer make that pick. And, and also Jared Butler. <laughs> Jerry B. Oh, Jerry B, man. I, I want Jerry B I to have all I think it would be so things. great if he shocked the world and won an Academy Award. 
We still have super chats and Streamlabs coming in, but let me jump into our first story and we'll loop back around and keep uh, catching up on those as we go. But uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, well, what everyone's been talking about, which is Spider-Man No Way Home. That is the talk of the town. Everybody is speculating and, you know, we finally got a trailer. So, of course, the the conversation turned to, okay, but when's the next trailer coming out? Uh, we don't know yet. Um it would have to be sometime between now and like 28 days from now, because that's around when the movie comes out. Uh, but we did get uh, fans got a, a big uh, hint at what was to come with the official teaser poster for the film. We can throw that up. Uh, this is the Spider-Man No Way Home teaser poster. We knew Doc Ock was going to be there. Of course, Spider-Man is there. Uh, the big not so hidden Easter egg, of course, uh, was the Green Goblin. Um, that was a very uh, findable thing. People can zoom in and uh, see Gobby there. I think we've got a enhanced picture. Enhance. Uh, it's like we're <laughs> in the CIA. There we go. There's the Green Goblin. Uh, so, you know, of course, the egg hunters were out uh, in force. But I actually spotted something that I don't think anybody else saw, which is if you zoom in on Spider-Man's eyes, you can actually see the reflection of Andrew Garfield saying that he's not in Spider-Man No Way Home. It's very, it's very subtle. It's very. I was surprised that nobody else had seen that. Uh, but uh, th- there he is, Andrew Garfield, uh, vociferously uh, denying that he will be in the film. Of course, I, I don't think anyone's buying it at this point uh, because that has been the rumor for months and months and months and months and months. Uh, this week there was a. Um, I don't know what you would call it. There were some photos that came out that uh, who knows, who knows what they were. I don't know what they were, Uh, but uh, I'm not going to show those or talk about those because uh, first of all, who knows if they're leaked, if they are leaked, um, you know, I I, I don't know. I'm just not huge on uh, showing the leaks, et cetera. I like to preserve the surprise. Uh, But the thing that I noticed is that the, the things like that, those leaked photos, um, really do a lot for your traction. I mean, they, 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 they can grow your channel big time. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to hundred K here, hopefully maybe today. Uh, those things can really, uh, get you into, uh, the stratosphere. So, uh, while I will not be sharing the stuff from, uh, Spider-Man no way home, I, I do have some leaks that I would like to share here on the show. These are exclusive to the show, uh, because I made them up. Um, we have, first of all, uh, the, the big thing, the flash, the Flash is coming out, and uh, uh-huh. everybody's speculating about Michael Keaton. And I, the internet would blow up if it was revealed that not only was Michael Keaton in this movie as Batman, that all of the other Batman were in it as well. That picture you would don't blow say. up the internet. And I am very happy to say that I do not have that fi- that picture. But I do have this exclusive image of all of the Commissioner Gordons together for the first time. If we can throw that up there. There we go. This is exclusive uh, to my show. Um, These are all of the Commissioner Gordons gathered together. You can see the bat signal in the background. We have uh, the the Gordon verse has opened and uh, they all look very concerned. It's something that I found. Um, all so very impressive. I, I was almost positive some of these people were dead. Wow. Uh, well, I mean, the, it's the magic of modern filmmaking, Mara. It's it's uh, it is interesting oh. that the only mustacheless Gordon is the 1960s Commissioner Gordon. 
Um, the 1960s Commissioner Gordon is the only one that that, that well, and I mean to be fair, the Gotham Commissioner Gordon didn't have a mustache till the end. Um, but uh, that sure. that is exclusive to this show. Uh, the Gordon verse. Um, I also have some other breaking news that I can reveal. Uh, the air cut. Um, that's camera bump number two. Ooh. The air cut. Everybody's talking about the air cut. Release I, the air that's cut. That's all we've been talking about. That's all we've been talking about. I have this exclusive teaser image of the air cut of end of watch, which is what everyone has been waiting for. Um, Hashtag release the air cut of end of watch because they want to distinguish itself from, uh, you know, everything else. Uh, but I'm very, it's going to be, it's actually going to be um, uh, four, 480 by 320. It's going to be the size of an old <laughs> television screen. And it's also going to be at, at uh, television uh, 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 resolution. Uh, so this is actually a much more high definition image than you're going to get in the final show. But the air cut oh. is coming out of end of watch. I, I cannot confirm that there's an air cut of Suicide Squad. Uh, and then, um, obviously, the, the 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 big stuff has been behind Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, all together in one shot. I don't have that photo, but I do have these three photos of my favorite paparazzi shots of all three of them. Um, so we have uh, oh, really? Andrew Garfield dancing, Tom Holland in Hello Kitty uh, pants, and... Uh, that's maybe my favorite picture of Tobey Maguire of all time. <laughs> he just looks so uh, happy to be there. He, I mean, listen, if I was out in sweatpants and uh, I just trying to have my off day and I just was walking around and some paparazzi was, I would make that exact same face at the paparazzi. That is exactly the paparazzi. So while I cannot provide you a picture of them together, I can show you these three side-by-sides of funny encounters oh my God. of... Yeah. Totally be funny though, if that's how they like actually met Joe Star in that picture. Oh, he totally does. There's a little bit of Joe Star in there. Oh my that god. Toby McGuire is Joe Star confirmed. Make that face so many times. <laughs> oh my god. That is a great that's a great Although, that's a great I have to send that to Joe. That's a great Toby McGuire does not have even a fraction of the style with hair and beard that Joe Star does, though. Just saying. No. No, Joe, Joe is winning at the hair and beard game. So um, every time we see him, I, I mean, just like touch his, his beard. It's so adorable. If I could get 10% of the traction on the, if I could get 1% of the traction on those leaks uh, that, that, uh, that you can get elsewhere on the internet, I think that, uh, I think that we could really be onto something here. So Ben, can you throw up that, uh, can you throw up that uh, uh, commissioner Gordon pick one more time? That, that might be good for five or 10 more subs here. Uh, anyway, yes. Exclusive to the show. Um, I definitely did not make it last night in Photoshop. This is the Gordon verse. Uh, I mean, look at that. That's just, that's just glorious. Yeah. I mean, watching old season three episodes of Halloween baking championship while you were on your computer, I definitely didn't see you doing this. Right. Yeah. No, I, I definitely did not show this on a zoom to Robert Parker and, uh, Kaiser <laughs> last night. That definitely did nope. not happen. Never happened. Anyway, I mean, usually I leave the scoops to to someone else, but uh, when you get something this hot, you just got to run it yourself. Plus, you know, I may have an inside source who can't legally appear on the internet. We never know. Got to keep those connections. Don't burn those bridges. That's what I'm saying. All right, let's go to uh, our uh, 
comments. Let's see if we have any more comments. Streamlabs, Super Chats. Let's see. Brandon Chambers says, hey, Dan, between uh, June 11th, 2021 and June 11th, 2022, we will have six new MCU movies. How many of these six do you think will appear on the 365 chart simultaneously? That's a good question. We do a thing, and I'm going to restart it once we kind of have more to enter. Uh, as far as the on charts, the highest grossing films in the past 365 days. So from you know this date to this date. So it would basically be from this summer, June, uh, to next summer. Um, I think that you know we'll have. I, I don't know if any of the ones that we currently have, Shang Chi, I think is going to stick around there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think Shang Chi has a as a, a pretty because it's at number one right now. So to say that it would drop ten spots by next June, I mean it's possible. It's very possible. But I think Shang Chi of the current crop has a great chance of sticking around. I think Spider-Man No Way Home is definitely going to be on there still by June. Um, and then the other ones, it's tough to say. I'm, I'm actually trying to think of the two that come out before next June. I think that is that Doctor Strange and... Uh, um, hang on. Let me just uh, look this up. Full list of release dates between now and June. This is fun. This is called Dan Looks Things Up Live on the Internet. That's why you tune in, folks. Um, let's see. So it would be uh, Spider-Man sticking around Thor. Watching me cut and paste with one hand while I have a cat. <laughs> so you're still winning. Yeah. Uh, well, the next one that I have coming out uh, after Spider-Man No Way Home is Thor Love and Thunder in, in July. Unless they move that. But I think those are the newest dates. So I would say of the current crop then the one that easily has the most uh, to stick around is Spider-Man No Way Home. I don't think that the rest of them are going to be around just because, uh, you know, the pandemic of it all, et cetera, other movies coming out. And then I just, my prediction is that Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be massive. I think that's going to be the movie that feels like a camera bump number three, that feels like, um, <laughs> like nothing ever happened. You don't have to qualify anything anywhere. Um, I think it's just going to be a massive movie. Lucas K says, how do you factor in feelings of say mood or fatigue while watching a movie for the first time to make sure it gets a 100% authentic review? That's a great question. I mean, I, I try to note if there's a particular day where I'm feeling tired or if there's a particular day where I'm in a bad mood. Um, and I try to set that aside. Um, you I have know, two it, words that answer that question for you, Dan. Yes. Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Diet Coke does help offset that a lot. Yeah. It's, I think the only one that I remember get out for some reason. I was, I think I just, it was, I think I had a long day at work or something like that. And we were in a super rush to get to the screening and I came in and I was just kind of huffy and, and just not in the right headspace. And cause if you look at my original review of get out, it, it was positive, but it was, I, I, I just missed so much in it and it, and it, I, I loved it so much more than I said originally. That's the only time I can really think of like the, 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 the circumstances of the day or whatever affecting a review. I try to put that aside else, elsewhere, but I also, sometimes I'll see a movie and I'll like it a lot better the second time. It, it's very subjective. I mean, critics don't have a special power to be more, um, I mean, we, we, we the, at heart, we should just be giving our honest opinions and, um, that's what I try to do. Jody says, I think you should have a regular Sir Pounce slash muffin segment. Uh, well, I mean, we, we kind of do. They, they sort of interject themselves into every show. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm honored. Donated $1. Have you ever worn jorts? Um, that's a good question. I, I mean, I've like, worn. When you were young, maybe you did, but I haven't ever seen you wear jorts. 
Well, the question is, is are we talking about jorts as in just jean shorts or are we talking about jorts as in jeans converted to shorts? To my understanding, jorts is jeans converted into shorts and jean shorts are shorts made of denim that were designed and engineered with a hem to be shorts. Okay. Under those circumstances, Your Honor, um, let the record state that I have... <laughs> I have worn jean shorts, but I do not, to my to my recollection, I do not remember wearing jorts. Um, if you can't tell, we just finished watching impeachment. So we did. Uh, the definition of jorts is very important to Dan. Well, that depends on what the definition of jorts is. If you mean, were they shorts and are they now shorts? Then the answer is no. But if you mean, are they shorts and was the intention made to not be shorts? Then the question is maybe. Uh, the nerd guru says, do you think Nicholas <laughs> Hammond is in no way home? Um, can't believe Nicholas that a Bill Hammond, Clinton impression way, just happened on this show. I, you never know where the show is going to take you. Uh, the nerd guru says, do I think Nicholas Hammond's in no way home? If you don't know Nicholas Hammond, he was the TV Spider-Man. I know he was, he was in the press saying he, he would have liked to have been invited to the premiere. I, you wonder if it's like the, you know, doth protest too much. It'd be great if he was, I don't know if he is. I don't want to It's a long con. He was actually in the Could movie. Be. And the idea that he said, I wish I would have been invited to the premiere is a long con. So you got to think this whole there. I think this whole movie is a long con. Uh, and Alxie Michael says, with House of Gucci coming out, there are very few good music musicians turned actors, say for Leto and Gaga, for example. Any good ones that come to mind? Um, I mean, Prince, obviously, and like Purple Rain kind of doing his thing. That was very much his sort of, you know, what he did. Bowie, great in the prestige. Last Temptation of Christ. He was in a lot of solid movies. You get one every now and again. Um, yeah. Any that jumped to your mind, Mara? Um, Never mind. Sorry. I didn't mean to catch <laughs> you in, in, with bites. I take You know me. I eat like a bird. I, like, I take little teeny <laughs> tiny baby bites. I mean, there's a recent movie that I can't really say what it is or who's in it, but they have a very small, small, more of a cameo role, but I really, I love them in that movie. You know what I'm talking about, Dan, but I can't say anymore. I do. I do, yes. Uh, by the way, we are 128 subscribers away from 100,000. 128. Oh Here, I should. That is a lot of I progress. Should, uh, I'm going to start writing it down. This is like a, it's like a telethon board. Oh, it's funny, too, because we just watched the Eyes of Tammy Faye. <laughs> That's right. We did. So we are at. Oh, Ben, you should come in. 128. And say that. What's up? Oh, Ben has a Ben has an answer. He should come in and say it. I saw in the private chat. Oh, yeah. If he wants to, don't want to force him to. Dwight Yoakam. I agree. Dwight Yoakam is a good answer. Uh, been in many movies, Panic Room, amongst many others. All right. Thank you, uh, everybody who sent in a comment. Let's keep going with the news and see what's going on. We talked about Spider Man. We talked about the photos. Let's talk about Vin Diesel, the great bromance turned uh, uh enemy story of our time the i rock. mean i fight with my siblings all the time to me that's very normal well it, perhaps we are on the mend here the rock vin diesel we all know it seemed too good to be true and it was they had a falling out the rock went to his own movie he did not appear in uh, f9 which hit theaters this summer and still did well worldwide uh but you know could have maybe used a little bit of that rock boost. You never know. But Vin Diesel wants the rock back. He wrote a really eloquent uh, love letter to him on Instagram. 
Um, this is what it said, quote, my little brother, Dwayne, the time has come. Uh, imagine it's like a, this is like a Ken Burns documentary. And so this like transitions with like a, a fiddle music in the back. The world awaits the finale of Fast 10. As you know, my children refer to you as Uncle Dwayne in my house. I can't do Vin Diesel justice. I'm just going to say it in my voice. There's not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes, but the time has come. Legacy awaits. I told you years ago that I was going to fulfill my promise to Pablo. I guess that's a uh, name they have for uh, Paul Walker. I swore that we would reach and manifest the best fast in the finale that is 10. I don't know what that <laughs> what is. is that sentence? I say this out of love, but you must show up. Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. His pronunciation, uh, punctuation, not mine. Now, this I think could be a little uh, trick tricky. Hobbs can't be played by no other. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your destiny. So he went. He went. Uh, he went all emperor there. Hobbs can't be played by no other. So. If you're taking that literally, I think this is actually a veiled threat. Hobbs can be played by another. I think this is really what Vin Diesel may be trying to do here under the guise of uh, of reconciliation. Because, you know, the the easy thing would be to, to kind of laugh and say, Hobbs can't be played by no other. Ha, ha, ha. Vin Diesel. I think this is a veiled threat that they're going to replace The Rock. Because that double negative there, if you if you're to take it literally, means that Hobbs can be played by another. And so I think this is the question here. Mara, what do you think? Do you think this is a love letter from Vin Diesel to The Rock to ask him to come back? Or do you think that this is a veiled threat from Vin Diesel saying that they're going to recast his part? I think it is 100% both of those things. Both of them. I agree. Uh, I agree. Um, By the way, uh, Dan, make sure you check the uh, private chat. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, let's see. We have, uh, I, I will uh, address this uh, breaking news in just a moment. But uh, yeah, well, here's the thing. First of all, let's let's say that this is meant to be taken seriously. When you look at it, uh, he starts off by saying, my little brother, Dwayne, which. I had to look. He is older <laughs> than The Rock. I thought it was not even possible. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I understand that, but again, like these two had like a well, at least then he had they had like a contractual thing where like they had to have equal numbers of punches, or at least I know that 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 was probably a Venn thing. But like, if you're trying to rent, win the Rock back, I don't know if you start off by calling him your little brother. Um, Maybe yeah. he thinks it's a compliment because you know a lot of people think in Hollywood being younger is better, gets you better roles and stuff. Maybe it's yeah. pointing out how youthful he is. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's great that his kids preferred to call him Uncle Dwayne. That's cute. very nice, and there's not a holiday that goes by that they and you don't send well wishes. So we can at least confirm here that Vin Diesel and The Rock are in Christmas card contact, which is better than nothing. Better than nothing. Mm -hmm. I want to be on that um, list. You kidding? We would reach and manifest the best fast in the finale that is ten. I don't I, understand. I think if he those means that this is going to be the finale of the Fast franchise. The 10th movie, I which that. I thought there was going to be like I, three more. I fully understand what he's trying to say. I just don't understand how or why he said it that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I say this out of love, but you must show up. 
Do not leave the franchise idle. You have a very important role to play. Hobbs can't be played by no other. I hope that you rise to the occasion and fulfill your your destiny. So he goes all emperor there. He really does. Rise to the I have occasion. That, it's like very Transformers esque dialogue too. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I I just I can't see them doing a fast finale without the Rock. And to be honest. They Even shouldn't. though, you know, you can you can poke holes in it a little bit, but we know we know Vin Diesel apparently in his thoughts with The Rock. In all honesty, I think it's probably not very easy for him to openly like say we need you. So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the behind the scenes beef with The Rock and Vin Diesel is, but I hopefully this goes away towards some reconciliation because it, 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 the best. Let's be honest. I, in my opinion, the best Fast and Furious movies are the ones with The Rock in them. So if you can get him back for like the big finale, I think it makes sense. They can still do Hobbs and Shaw or whatever else if they want to do another one. But I hope that this works because honestly, I think that this is probably not easy for Vin Diesel to do. And But we know that the one thing he cares about above all else is this franchise. Above all else, Vin Diesel loves the Fast franchise. That and Hand Sharks. Um, are, those are the two things that he loves more than anything else. So I, I, I hope that this works. Uh, I, yes, I see Mara, you provided some breaking news here. Uh, Transformers rise of the beasts has been pushed a year. So, uh, I'm, I'm really broken up over this. The no, next sure Transformers film rise of the beasts will be opening now on June 9th, 2023, rather than June 24th, 2022, which is not shocking considering that, um, we've seen or heard almost nothing from that movie and then star trek has been pushed from june 9th 2023 to december 22nd 2023 so we are now at a minimum of two years away from the next star trek film i think that will put us at seven and a half years between films the last one came out in 2016 which i think it will officially be the longest gap ever between star trek films the last one was 2002 to 2009 and uh now we're i think we're officially this locks in that we're gonna have the longest gap ever between films in the star trek franchise so obviously i'm i'm much more of a fan of one franchise than the other but paramount pushing some stuff around their schedule and um we're gonna get star trek and transformers a little bit later than we thought with with a year really being the big news with transformers being pushed back from next summer to two summers from now a year and a half i'm honestly not mad about star trek because i really think that they need to get their ducks in a row and i'd like them to take their dear time i agree they they need to figure out what they're doing if they're going to relaunch then relaunch if you want to do another kelvin movie do another kelvin movie but don't just rush into something without a plan like if they need to take time take your time do what you need to do um, but I would agree because I just want them to get it right. Whatever they do, I want them to get it right. So one movie though, that is coming out, I think I, it's hard for me to say at this point that any movie is definitely <laughs> coming out. Um, but appears to definitely be coming out is, um, Oh, geez. I bumped the camera again. Sorry. Uh, house of Gucci. Let's talk about House of Gucci. It's the second film this year from Ridley Scott. It stars Lady Gaga and Adam Driver and Jared Leto and Al Pacino. It's it's really quite something. I think we have a poster for it. Ben, if we want to throw this up, if you haven't seen the images from House of Gucci, um, it, it, it it's 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 about it's the something. House of Gucci. It's it's really something. 
Um, but the first, uh, I may not have put a poster and I apologize. The first screenings were last night, or at least the first time that critics could say anything about the movie were last night. And I, I love reading these first reactions because sometimes you can see in real time, like what's going to happen with this movie. And it, I, I really think <laughs> that house of Gucci looks like it's going to be perhaps the theatrical experience of the year because the wait. reaction to this thing was so far flung across the spectrum. Thank you, Ben. I, I hung you out to dry there. I thought I put a house of Gucci poster in there, but I didn't. These are the character posters, by the way, which is even an even better way to look at what this movie is going to be. Jeremy irons there. The reactions to this thing were so across the board last night. I, I just wanted to, to show you a few of them. Uh, this was uh, one of the first ones that I read. Uh, this one is, I believe from Eric Davis of Fandango, who says Gucci house of Gucci has a definite <laughs> Godfather vibe. Rich with family betrayal, transformative performances, lots of backstabbing, and it's definitely more serious than it is campy. Lady Gaga is incredible, as is Jared Leto, and the story is wild. The attention to detail is impeccable. So the first tweet that I see, they're throwing The Godfather, like the, the greatest movie ever made, according to a lot of people out there. This is the next tweet I see. This is from Scott Menzel, who is the head of the HCA. He's a colleague of mine and, and also a friend. Scott says House of Gucci is a bloated and uneven mess that feels like two different movies rolled in one. Every single cast member acts as though they are in a different movie, except for Al Pacino, who seems to have understood the assignment <laughs> and serves as the film's MVP. Hashtag House of Gucci. But then here's the next one that I saw. The next one I saw was from uh, uh, Jazz Tenke, uh, who says... House of Gucci is absolutely divine. It is murderously delicious. The cast delivers the best performances of the year. Luxuriate with Adam Driver and Lady Gaga, whose chemistry and performances are phenomenal. The film is a masterclass in acting. Uh, then the next one goes even further. Simon Thompson, another colleague in the HCA. Uh, House of Gucci is, a, is Shakespearean in its execution. So now we have Godfather and Shakespeare. A solid story of greed and a hunger for success at any cost is dotted with tragic comedic interludes, both entertaining in different ways with solid performances. If campy and over egged at times, it works, but could do with a trend. But my favorite was this one. Uh, and this is from Angie J. Han, uh, who just tweeted Lady Gaga. I spent nine months perfecting my Italian accent. I didn't want to make Patrizia a caricature. I wanted to honor Italians. And then <laughs> quoting Jared Leto, Jared Leto, it's a me, Mario. And to be honest, I saw a lot of Mario comparisons yesterday. So the fact that the first critics that see this film and it is just, I mean, Shakespeare and the Godfather to this is awful. Mario, Chris Pratt. Yes, uh, definitely Chris Pratt. Um, the fact that it's Shakespeare, Shakespeare and Godfather to wildly uneven and Mario I have to, this has gone to the top of my must-see list. This is, th th there's some movies that you want to see because you want to see them. There's some movies that you want to see because you want to see like with a cat situation. This is a movie that's like, I want to experience this film. I want to experience the moment around this film. I want to experience the conversation around this film. I want to, I want to, I want to see the memes. I want to see, because I have a feeling that House of Gucci, there we go. We have a House of Gucci theme going here. I have a feeling that House of Gucci is going to be one of those movies that just everybody is talking about, no matter what. Um, and and you can't replicate that because, I mean, th those are just the first critical reactions. And already I'm like, oh, my God, I have to see this. And by the way, that's exactly what they want. That's what the studio wants. They don't want all the critics to say it's great or all the critics to say it's terrible. They want that conversation because then you have to go see it.
to decide for yourself. I don't know. What do you think? I know we were already excited about this one, Mara. Okay, so two things. Number one, out of all of those tweets, the thing that I found the most compelling was someone saying Al Pacino knew exactly what he was doing and was the MVP of a movie. What what a what a return to form. I would just I'd be thrilled to see this. But number two, I can tell you right now, unless I don't know myself anymore, which is possible, um, I am going to love this movie because it is either going to be a spectacular triumph and I'm going to really just love it for its quality or it is going to be just like the most raging stinking dumpster fire with like dirty <laughs> diapers in it and it's just going to be so vile that I can't look away and that I'm just sitting there like vibrating with excitement because you know how much I love a piece of crap I mean listen a great piece of crap you, you don't get those all the time usually they're they're just miserable to sit through um I just oh I'm so excited I'm so excited. I can't for this movie. wait. I can't I'm wait. so jelly of all of our friends that have seen it already. I know. Well, Make you know, we, we may have seen Your it too. People call we, their people. Yeah, exactly. I'll I'll call someone and we'll drive four and a half hours and we'll go see it. Yeah, just uh, we're uh, going to do it in a few days. Sneak preview. Yeah, I was about to say camera bump number five. Uh, sneak preview here. We are going to be driving in a few days to see a movie that I'm very excited about. And I think Me Mark too. is too. Ghostbusters Afterlife. So stay tuned. Early next week, you will be getting a review of that movie right here on the channel. Although programming note, actually, I'm glad that we brought this up because because of this, it's likely that charts will either be happening on Sunday or earlier on Monday, probably honestly on Sunday um, with the estimated numbers, which is not my favorite thing to do, but it's just practicality is going to force that. So you may actually be seeing charts a day early this week. Uh, because of well, our Well, and if there are any travel. major surprises that in the final numbers, we can always cover it very briefly on next week's live yeah. show. That's true. Yeah. So between between now and next week's show, uh, you're going to have, uh, obviously, this show today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, I'm going to be reviewing Red Notice, which is hitting uh, Netflix this week. We went and saw it yesterday. We, we, there's a theater near us that's playing it, so we actually were able to go see it in the theater. Friday is Disney Plus Day. So um, probably going to be lots of breaking news there. So we'll be here covering Disney Plus Day on Friday. Uh, then uh, on Saturday or Monday, uh, sorry, Sunday or Monday, we've got uh, charts. And then next Tuesday, I will have my review for Ghostbusters Afterlife. So we've got a we've got a packed week coming up here. Um, uh, looking at the I'm going to get an update on the numbers to see how many people are going to be uh, watching along with us. We have gone up by two subscribers. So we're now at one hundred and twenty six. 120. Oh, sorry. I was looking. I was showing that to the camera. Apologies. 126 to 100,000. Yeah, I was showing it to the web camera on the on the computer. When there's, I don't know if we're going to break it today, folks. Within a foot of you, it's easy to get confused. <laughs> it is. I I don't know if we're going to break it today, folks. I mean, I've got the I've got the box right here. But if if you're just joining us, we are 126 subscribers away from breaking 100,000. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to turn it into a telethon. So if we're not there by the end of the show, then we'll sign off and I'll do a different video when we hit 100K and unbox this thing. But it should be a lot of fun. It'd be a lot of fun to unbox it today. Live the other on the achievement, the other uh, milestone, if we hit 100K, what we're going to release. That's true. We also have, um, when I was cleaning out uh, some stuff a couple years ago, I found a tape which has my old entertainment reports from the high school, my high school newscast. And so when we hit a hundred thousand, I made this, I made this promise all the way back last spring when we launched the channel, when we hit a hundred thousand, uh, we we're going to have that tape digitized 
and uh, I will watch it live on the air. And I, I think I may also invite some special guests uh, to watch it along with me. Uh, but that is going to be uh, a big thing or a big celebration with 100K. We'll open up the plaque. We'll do all that stuff. Uh, but also I'm going to hideously embarrass myself on the air because I will I will have the tape digitized. I'm not going to watch it ahead of time. Mara is going to watch it ahead of time um, just so that we can get everything properly packaged and we will watch it live on the air. So that is also going to be coming up soon. I hideously embarrass myself by watching my old high school entertainment reports. Um, let's go to, well, actually, let's see if we've got any chats. We had a couple come in. Um, mm -hmm. Dr. Nova, hello again, says, um, uh, I guess this is regarding uh, uh, the, the, the John Campia. Uh, John Campia was the, the, the person who had the uh, Spider-Man photos. Uh, says Campy is annoyed that the photos of Spider-Man might be real. He doesn't like spoiling things, and if he wanted to leak, he'd have made a video on it. Yeah, no, I, I, I listen, this is not an attack on John Campia in in any way, shape, or form. I saw that that was his position on it, and and you know, listen, he he'd had some success with these sort of speculative pictures of Spider-Man before, and and uh, I, I know how he feels about spoiling things, and I don't think that if he knew that those were real, that he would have leak them you know we're having a little fun with it here on the show but this is not an attack on john campion um also, I, he's an intelligent like, man he knew there was a watermark on them come on yeah yeah exactly it's it's you know um i, I just if they are real it's just my choice uh i would i just uh, would prefer that people that haven't seen them that they can choose to seek them out but it's it's the sort of a thing it's just like you know first of all if they're leaked it's just i don't like to talk about leaked trailers or leaked photos or anything because they're leaked you know i prefer for it to be official and uh, if they're not real then let's just keep the speculation going so yeah this is you know i'm having a little fun with the situation not an attack on campia uh peter rabbit's defender and thank you i was a defender of the movie peter rabbit hey dan and mara criterion collections is about to release their first blu-ray disc 4k this month with uncut gems citizen kane mulholland drive which one are you going to get first p.s hope you get 100k thank you i believe i have already pre-ordered uncut gems and citizen kane because they had the um mm -hmm. Flash, flash sale, sale. Uh, a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago. So I think I pre-ordered those two. So those are going to be sent to me when they're released. And I'm very excited. And I'm super happy that Criterion is now doing 4K releases. Uh, Payton Frank says, I watched your Evan Hansen review and couldn't agree more. I didn't see a review until after I watched the film and our thoughts are pretty much verbatim. Um, I'm glad we agreed. I mean, even if we disagree, I'm just glad that people enjoy chatting about movies. I believe this is Harv's. Harv's donated says, Hey Dan, glad your live show is back. Any already released 2021 movies you're still looking to catch up on? I still need to check out Titan, Coda, and Thunder Force. <laughs> okay, maybe not that one. Oh, and Demon Slayer Season 2 has already begun. Yeah, Ben was actually telling me before the show started that Demon Slayer Season 2 already started. I I, got, I thought it started later in the year for some reason, or maybe it's it is real. later in the year, and I just lost track. Um, but obviously I want to go catch up on that. Um, Titan is a movie that is on our list. We actually, is, we're going to be watching it probably in the next week or so. Um, but yeah, there are so many movies that came out in 2021 that I have, uh, still looking to catch up on. Um, especially as we get toward FYC season, because the voting is going to be opening some of the ballots to do at the end of this month. And I always like to watch as many as I possibly can, because I want to, to give a, um, I want to, I want to vote for the people that I'm that I personally am very excited about and not just sort of the conventional wisdom. Uh, for example, there's an actor, I'm going to pull him up right now. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie cop shop, it's really mm. good. Yeah. Uh, we both really, really liked that movie, but there is an actor named uh, Toby Huss who's in that movie. 
he uh, he was the dad in Halloween, I believe. Uh, he's been in a lot of different movies, but he legitimately and this is a losing this is a losing battle. By the way, you have to specify when you say Halloween because they have like four movies sorry, that are twenty eighteen Halloween. I believe he's the peanut butter penis guy. Um, mm -hmm. He's been in. I'm so eating many peanut butter sandwich. Things. Don't do that. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to do that while you're eating peanut butter. Um, he shows up in cop shop and like, this is a losing battle, but like I am legitimately going to nominate this guy for best supporting actor because he is brilliant in that movie. He's just this crazy guy, this just crazy dude. And he's so freaking good. Um, no one else is going to nominate him, but I will, because I genuinely think right now, unless there's five other ones that I think are better, it's one of the best supporting performances of the year, but it's also why I try to watch personally as many movies as i can before the end of the year because i want to actually find the ones that i love and usually you know half of them get nominated half of them don't but i don't want to just be like oh or what are the six that everyone says all right whatever i'll just do those i think you should be out there looking for the uh the outlier and not just go with the front runners so there are a lot of things that i need to catch up on and and, and we will be doing that here in the next few weeks actively uh, Sakaki Chrono says, Dan, would you rather prefer the cats from 2019 that looks like the live action Clifford or a Clifford that looks like he's from cats 2019? Hmm. I think I catch 2019 is such a glorious dumpster fire. I, I don't Could think I want to mess with it in any way. Could we just erase both of them from history? <laughs> I, like I'm not interested in. I'm not interested in the betterment of cats. So I will say I, I would, I would be very interesting to see what a Clifford with the caveat that he is played by Sir Ian McKellen, who like actually does the dog things like, <laughs> like he did during yeah. cats. Um, yeah. With the caveat that he is played by Sir Ian McKellen, I'm going to go with a Clifford that looks like uh, they're from uh, cats 2019. Shiny okay LR that. says been a fan of yours since 2016 on screen junkies. Glad to see this channel doing so well. Almost hundred K. Thank you. Shiny. Uh, Payton's Frank says, uh, also I'm liking the footage I see from tick, tick, boom and West side story, big year for film musicals. Could the last two bring it home after uh, dear Evan Hansen? Well, I think West side story probably has the best shot. We'll see what that movie's like. And I mean, it's a big year for the release of movie musicals, but I, I feel like, you know, Cinderella and uh, dear Evan Hansen were not very critically well received um well and in the heights just kind of vanished into in the obscurity, heights just, sadly yeah just completely vanished so a lot of high profile musicals but none of them are really clicked both critically and commercially so we'll see if those two can bring it home james eo hankins the second says y'all saw impeachment i'm a teacher of those topics so i love political biopics any favorites or any political figure story you'd want to see on screen um i love uh, all the president's men it's not really a biopic necessarily it's more of just an, an historical uh movie but i love that that kind of procedural feel so i'm a big fan of that and yeah we we watched uh impeachment one of the few uh, like not appointment viewing in the sense that like we sat down when it aired but i don't think there was one episode that we didn't sit down the night it aired and watched and that we've been that with with all of the american like a feud and american crime story like all of them we did that with yep very fun. Mystery Me yeah. says, hey, Dan, I was wondering if you watch Star Wars Visions. If you've had, what are your thoughts? I am not. I need to. Uh, I have not yet watched Star Wars Visions. Uh, there's a lot of Star Wars stuff that I need to catch up on. Robert Stack. Hello again. Uh, the distinguished host of poetry. Us All Mysteries. This is a beat poetry. Here we go. Oh, this is one of my favorites. Ready? Emoji beat poetry. 
video game controller dances goofily under the word woot. That's a good one. That's a really good good one. one. It looks really cute too. I don't really know how to describe it. Yes. Sorry. Mara texted me uh, something, some news. Uh, Let's see. Ms. Marvel and Andor will release in Q4 2022 on Disney plus. So this is the kind of news that we're going to say, and this is a uh, courtesy of Edward uh, Haskell 420. Thank you, Edward. Uh, discussing film, tweeting Ms. Marvel and Andor were released in Q4 2022. So this time next year, we'll be seeing both the uh, Mar- Marvel original series, Ms. Marvel, and the Star Wars series Andor, according to the Disney investor call. So thank you very much. Uh, let's go to our next story, and then we will get back to our comments. We talked about uh, House of Gucci. Let's talk about Stranger Things. You know, it's already been, believe it or not, a couple years since we had Stranger Things. Mara and I, we benched it on July 4th, I think uh, mm-hmm. two-plus years ago now when it came out. In the before times. In the before times, and then there was a huge earthquake right after, which was there super was. Yeah. There was a huge earthquake, like the biggest earthquake we felt in L.A. when we both were there. Uh, but Stranger Things got a teaser trailer, so we got our first look, really, and it is, it's is—it's the definition of a teaser trailer. So, of course, you get the Stranger Things 4 logo, which, no shock, is just Stranger Things with the number 4 behind it. It looks like it's going to be on spring break. We get Eleven writing a letter home to Mike, and she looks forward to seeing him. She's having trouble in school. Um, and then, of course, crazy stuff is happening. We get the Stranger Things things, explosions. Of course, it would not be a Stranger Things trailer without a shot of Eleven being held back by some government officials while making the Eleven face. I think that's just necessary. But I wanted to talk a little bit about Will Byers. At least um, there was no nosebleed, though. Will Byers is punished with tragic hair and has been throughout this this show. And I, and, and I don't understand why. He's, a, he's, a, he's an unassuming kid. He's a nice kid. Uh, but every, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. It's a period piece. Is it just me, Mara? Or do you think that Will Byers has like a, a hair issue? Because he's got like the bowl cut. Um, I, I don't know. Am I crazy? Am I the only one that thinks this? I don't know if I am. I mean, I think that there could be an improvement. But I mean, I'm probably not the biggest expert on whether or not bowl cuts are mean. Because I think it looks kind of cute. It looks really bad in comparison to the other male co-stars who have like really adorable haircuts, but I don't think it looks bad. You're right. It's a period piece. Like when you had hair, your mom flung a bowl on your head at some point, right? I had a bowl cut when I was like five, but he's like, I I don't know. It's not so much that he has the bowl cut. It's that, as you pointed out, like everyone else has very stylish, has a very stylish hair on the show. And I feel like they keep giving Will Byers uh bad hair but maybe it's just me i'm obviously not the expert on hair nor have i been for about 20 years so i i can't really speak with any authority on this uh perhaps i'll launch a poll or some kind of a uh some kind of a uh you know investigation of some sort but i i felt this way for a long time uh that will byers is like has, has gotten the short end of the stick when it comes to hair uh well, maybe, past maybe definitely yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm in the minority there. Uh, but yeah, Stranger Things, it's coming out. I'm excited. I don't know. How do you feel, Mara? Yeah, I, I like that they don't rush these seasons out. They actually give them uh, give them time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I do wonder how much more they can do. Like, I feel like if they want to try for like the whole six seasons dot 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 thing, that's fine. But I just don't know how much more you can squeeze out of this without it 
starting to feel redundant. So I'm, I'm optimistic because they've made good TV, but you know, it's finite, I guess is what yeah, you're saying. It's I think finite. it is at least. So I have an update. We've had, uh, we've had some, Ooh. some more people throw in. Um, we're at, uh, we're at a hundred or had 117, 117 Ooh. to hundred K. I still don't, I still don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to make it, but uh, everyone closing the gap. Grandparents who have iPhones to go click the subscribe button. Cause they won't know. They don't know the difference. Just tell your grandma <laughs> to go do it. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. I don't have um, any grandparents or I would, I would try, but I, I got nothing. Same. Um, well, not official. It's, we have a very close family. So we're all, you know, anyone over a certain age in my family, they're just grandparents. That's how it works. Uh, before we go or before we move on, I wanted to take a moment. I usually do this over on charts, but I wanted to take a moment to remember. And a lot of times it's somebody who has had a big impression on me, especially growing up. But this guy has had a big impression on literally generations of uh, movie fans and TV fans um, and uh, had been retired for a while and kind of out of the public eye. He was an actor named uh, Dean Stockwell who passed away recently. You may not know his name, but you probably know his face. He, he was in the Thin Man movies. He was the Nick and Nora's kid in the Thin Man movies. He was a regular in David Lynch films. He was in Dune. He was in Blue Velvet. Uh, he was in uh, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, as uh, He was one of the uh, Cylons. Uh, for me, he was in one of my favorite TV shows growing up, which was Quantum Leap, starring Scott Bakula. Uh, he was Al, who was uh, Scott Bakula's like a hologram guide slash assistant. Like, he was back in the regular timeline, and he would only appear as a hologram and would come in. He had this thing, you know, talking to Ziggy on the little keypad and stuff. I was a uh, freak for Quantum Leap. I was addicted to that show. I love that show so much. And so that's where I first got to know Dean Stockwell and then went back and saw him in so many different movies and stuff. Um, really just, I mean, literally old school guy came through the studio system, through the Hollywood of the 60s and 70s, through the studio era, the 80s, TV, you name it. That guy did it all. Um, that was... Uh, such a such a great career and uh you know it, it it's always sad to think about like when he when i saw the news i'm like oh dean stockwell i mean you know when somebody steps away from the public eye sometimes you you don't think about them um and i just when i saw his name i was first of all very sad to see that he passed away but then i was just flooded with these memories of like all the different tv shows that i've watched and all these different phases of my life and movies and discovering uh some david lynch movies or some i haven't seen but the ones that i have seen a lot of, you know dean stockwell is in obviously blue velvet being i think the, the most high profile one but um such a just a versatile actor and it's so many great things uh, just so many different people and i'm sure there's a lot of people that probably grew up with them like on battlestar galactica um just a lot of great stuff uh, a lot of um Really great work left behind, which is, I think, is an, if you're an actor, that's all you could ask for. But yeah, Dean Stockwell, um, uh, one of those cross-generational names that, that's, that's come and gone for so many different people. And again, people watching him in, those, in the Thin Man movies, which were immensely popular back in the 30s and 40s, all the way to today. Uh, I, always like to, uh, I always like to, you know, take a moment, recognize those people, recognize their work, recognize their legacy and their impact because uh, it does outlast them. And I think that a lot of people are going to be uh, watching his TV shows and his movies for many, many, many years to come. So wanted to take a moment to uh, recognize Dean Stockwell and talk about him. Uh, we also have, before we get to our final comment break, Mara, I know that you enjoy playing games. 
uh, mostly because um, I like writing games for you to play here with us. Um, Although you so don't have, like playing haven't... the cup game with me anymore. <laughs> Nobody does. I do like playing the cup game with you. It's just that you're too good at it. And I, and I, and I lose all the time. It's still fun. Robbie doesn't like it. <laughs> no, Robert, Robert's gotten a little uh, frustrated with it. Cause he probably, cause he introduced you to it. And now like when, when they, when you met, you were but the learner. Now you were the master. Um, you've Darth Yeah. Catered. I'm a human cheat code on the, uh, I message games, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She's, she's really good. Uh, let's talk to, uh, before we get to our final comment, uh, Mara, we have a game here. Um, and this is really based around the, the, uh, I don't know if you saw this news, but Foo Fighters, speaking of longevity, this band's been around forever. Foo Fighters is doing uh, a movie. They're getting a movie. It's called Studio 666. It's described as like a comedy horror film. They're in a haunted mansion and they're running from ghosts. Uh, this, they, they claim this is totally legit. This isn't like a marketing stunt for something else. Um, they're, they're going to be stars in a movie. Uh, but this is a tradition that goes back a long time. Musicians appearing so, in films. Did they make this movie specifically for moi? Because the way you just described it sounds like it's made specifically for moi. Yes, it was made specifically for... They did say... I didn't mention that. They said, we specifically made this movie for Mark Knopic. So okay. yes, it was also made. You're actually the. It's like your own personal NFT. Only it doesn't destroy the environment. You're the only person that gets Ooh. to see it. So yeah, nice. it's gonna be a lot of fun. All the comments are gonna be about that too. Why did I talk about AM NFTs? Damn you, Merle. Okay, let's continue. Uh, At least you so didn't Mara, talk about Coco Melon. That's true. Not not this. Oh time. no, I said it. So Mara, I made a game here. Uh, ben is okay. the only other person that knows this game, and this is called Real Band Movie or Fake Band Movie. So I am going to describe to you a band or musician's appearance in a film. And you have to tell me whether this was a real movie or whether I made it up. All right. Okay. And you know that so I'm going to be very bad at this. So I'm very excited. You will, you will make the guess. Uh, and then uh, I will, uh, and then Ben will, I'll either tell you that it's false or Ben will reveal the actual media that proves that this is a real movie. So the first one, Ooh. Aerosmith. Aerosmith plays the future villain band in a movie adaptation of the Beatles album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Is that a real movie appearance or did I make that up? I see what you're doing here and I don't like it. Um, Faye? Mara says fake. Ben, is it fake? It is not. It is I didn't real. Remember. That is Aerosmith is in a movie adaptation of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Uh, I think we have a picture of very young Steven Tyler. Uh, I mean, my oh goodness. god, they look like they look like different people. And Joe Perry, uh, I believe this is shortly before, and I am and I am not making this up. I believe this is shortly before they are ambushed and beaten up by the Bee Gees, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, so that was a real movie. So, so Mara, that's all right. We have six more to go, six more to go. So you have time for redemption. All right. Ready? Great. Second movie. Elvis Presley plays an American spy who wins hearts and minds behind the iron curtain through the power of rock and roll. Is that a real movie or is it a fake movie? Can you say it again, please? Of course. That's your first JTE rule. Elvis Presley plays an American spy who wins hearts and minds behind the iron curtain through the power of rock and roll. 
See, that sounds real, but because it sounds real, I'm going to say it's fake. That is fake. That is fake. <gasps> Good job. Thank you. You're one for one. I'd like right. to thank the Ready? Academy. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> Danny Elfman appears on camera as the lead singer of a band at a college party in an 80s comedy starring Rodney Dangerfield. Okay, I don't care if it's real or fake. I really want it to be real. And it sounds legit. So I'm going to say that's real. That is real. That is the Rodney Dangerfield film Back to School. <laughs> that is Danny Elfman. He is the lead singer oh. of Oingo Boingo. And yeah, there is a party scene where uh, Oingo Boingo is playing at the college party. Robert Downey Jr. also in this film. And uh, I believe we have a, a, an image of Rodney Dangerfield. That, yep, that's Rodney Dangerfield dancing with some 80s uh, ladies at the party. But yes, Danny Elfman does appear as the lead singer of Oingo Boingo in the Rodney Dangerfield film, Back to School. Okay. You seem very happy by this. I can't erase that stuff. from my mind, and I'm so pleased. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is, you're two for three. You're two for three. All right, ready? Mm -hmm. Here's the next one. The Rolling Stones cameo as a traveling space band in a musical based on the Who's Quadrophenia. All right. So I have no comprehension of this. And it sounds mm -hmm. legit the way you said it. But mm -hmm. because of that, I'm going to say it's fake. Mara says that it's fake. It sounds too legit. It's too legit to quit. It is fake. We're also referencing him and Hammer. We're MC Hammer here. We're we're we're, we're like uh, that. That's not a bonus point though. That is correct, Mara. You're on fire. That is fake. I did. Oh my god, I'm on fire. Not real. You're I'm Ricky Bobby. I'm on. There's yes. invisible fire. Somebody put her out. Okay. <laughs> the monkeys star in a psychedelic, semi-biographical 1960s drug movie co-scripted by Jack Nicholson. Is this real or is this fake? Until you said the, the words Jack Nicholson, I would have said it was probably real. I want it to be real. I'm going to say it's real. Mara, I'm sorry to tell you that you are really good at this game because it is real. <laughs> it is the Monkees movie Head, which was made co-written by Jack Nicholson. Holy uh, that shit. is 100% oh, real. Yes. Yeah. 100% real. I think we might wow. own this. I think that's part of the Criterion really? box set that I have. I'll have to go back and check. Yeah. That is 100% real. So, Mara, you've only missed one. You've only missed one. We have two remaining. You could go six for seven here. Just two remaining. It's better than I usually do in the Schmodown. This is great. Hey, that's not true. Okay. Ready? Ah. Come on, remember, uh, people constantly point out how terrible my accuracy is. Might as well just roll with it. It doesn't bother me. Well, it's true. Those people are doo-doo heads. Uh, David Bowie. We just mentioned David Bowie, or I did. David Bowie plays a character loosely based on science fiction author Isaac Asimov in a non-musical literary drama directed by Sidney Pollack. Is that real or is it fake? That sounds very real. Mara, you are on a hot streak lately, <laughs> but that stopped it because that is not real. No! I made that one up. <laughs> I wanted that one to be real so bad. That was no. not real. So you've missed oh, two. You are, 
you are four for six. So this could, I mean, you're going to have a winning percentage no matter what. However, this could really put you in the win column. This is the final one. Kiss defeats evil robots in order to save a California theme park from being destroyed by a mad inventor. Is this real or is this fake? That is 100% real. That is 100% real. It was a TV movie called Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. It sure was. I can't believe I actually knew what one of these was. <laughs> and not only not only do I have a poster, but I have a brief look at Kiss versus Meets the Phantom of the Park. Ben, uh, roll that beautiful footage. <laughs> Yeah, that actually exists in the world. Did um, you not yeah. know who you were talking to? Look at this. I know. I just wanted to make sure. I wanted. I, I I figured you'd get it right, but I wanted to put your kiss knowledge to the test, and you pass with flying colors. I should never have even thought you get that wrong. Yep, kiss meets the phantom in the park. Uh, I I need to see that. That's quite something. Um, I knew about it, but I'd never actually seen any footage from today until uh, today. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you right now. We need to. Uh, uh, again, perfectly within the spectrum of what is legal. We need to have some edibles and we need to watch that because it'll freak you out. <laughs> I, I'm sure it will. I mean, listen, uh, I'm I'm sober as a judge and that, well, most judges, and that, uh, <laughs> that freaked me out already. Um, oh, all right. I have an update here. Are we ready? <gasps> Dan. We're closing the gap again. I don't think yeah. we're going to make it. Oh. We're 110 subscribers away from 100,000. So we've, we've, we've recruited about 40 people today. That's not bad so far. Sorry. I, I My Invisalign is in and I tend to spit a little bit. My apologies. It's funny. You said recruited. It, it sounds like we're a cult. Um, well, I mean, I was going to have this conversation after the show, but uh, well, whatever. Anyway, we have more big announcements to make next week. I'm, I'm not going to tip my hand too much. Uh, before oh, we <laughs> wrap up, though, and I have that difficult talk, uh, let's, uh, let's see what our final um, comments were. If you want to comment, um, you still have a few more minutes as we wrap up the show. A new guy donated and said, hey, what's up? Not much. What's up with you? I like that question. That one's easy to, that one's easy to answer. Uh, John Getz says, I believe Demon Slayer has only been doing a recap mini arc of the movie so far. Speaking of anime, uh, speaking of anime, though, the new My Hero Academia movie is awesome. Also, Dan, do you like steelbooks? I find myself eBaying some from other countries. I love them so much. I do like steelbooks. I actually don't get very many because I know myself and I know that if I were to actually get into collecting steelbooks, that they would become a real problem for me. So that's really, um, I, I avoid them, but only uh, only just um, was able to uh, get away from them. Uh, Dwelling, of Versa Ver sorry. Dwelling of Versace says, Ridley Scott tried and failed to buy our rights. Oh, so instead of Dwelling of Versace, we got House of Gucci. I like that. Uh, I, I mean... I'm flattered if you made that that YouTube name to uh, to to make that comment here on my show, but I would much prefer that you're making that great House of Gucci joke on every show because dwelling of Versace, that's a, a, as an honest trailer. I mean, listen, my job used to be coming up with clever names. I've got to say, dwelling of Versace. That's a I like that joke. That's a pretty clever joke. That is such Sean a Getz great says, screen name too. A dwelling of Versace. You should just keep that past House of Gucci coming out. Yeah. John Getz says, "How much to make Dan get a bowl cut?" Well. 
Um, I think enough for him to go to hair club for men first. Yeah, you'd have to pay for a hair solution first, (laughs) and then I think that's what they're called now hair solutions. You'd have to pay for a hair solution first and then uh, pay for the bowl cut. So I think that runs you into the thousands of dollars, uh, for the the good, yeah, I believe. Jimmy Carter, Mr. President, says, What are your thoughts on succession? Also, someone wrap old ass Brian Cox in bubble wrap and feed him a salad so nothing bad happens to him. (laughs) I agree with that. I actually started to catch up on, we were like heavy into succession and then the pandemic hit and they were like, Oh, we're not doing the show for a while. And so I stopped watching the show because I was well, like, well, I don't want to finish. Mara's seen all of it. I was catching up on it and I was like, well, I don't want to finish season two and then have to wait. Like who knows how long? Cause this is like mid pandemic until season oh, yeah. three starts. But now the opposite problem has happened, which is that I didn't catch <laughs> up on it in time and so now I can't start season three because I haven't finished season two. So I will say that the parts of succession that I have seen are so good. It's such a great show. I'm yeah. I think I, you only really have a couple episodes it. left too. Yeah. I think we're only like four or five left in, in the second season, maybe. Um, and I agree. Someone does need to wrap. First of all, I would love to see what would happen if you were to go up to Brian Cox and call him old ass <laughs> Brian Cox to his face. <laughs> Because I, I think, think he's he a great sense I think, yes, he either would laugh like a big, deep belly laugh, or he would punch you into the mantle of the earth. One of those two things. Um, He'd make you play bore on the floor. He would make you play bore on the floor. But yeah, I agree. Brian Cox must be must be protected at all costs. Harv's donated. Thank you, Harv's. Is it wrong to feel at least... Sorry, bumping the camera. Uh, Harv's donated. Is it wrong to feel at least a little bad for James Corden regarding the petition to ban him from Wicked? Listen, I signed it. I don't feel I don't feel bad for that little Emmy stealer for one second. <laughs> Do you know how many Emmys he has? Do you know how many Emmys? I James Corden could lose half his Emmys and not realize that he was out of Emmys. That's how many Emmys. Emmy Steeler James Corden has. He's also been in like every musical uh, adaptation that there is. I'm pretty sure they're going to, I'm pretty sure he's in West Side Story. I think he's playing Officer Krupke. I'm not entirely sure, but he's going to, he's going to show up. Uh, No, I don't feel one least bit bad for uh, Emmy Steeler, millionaire, working, famous actor, musician, comedian, James Corden, because uh, he, his mantle is covered in Emmys. All we wanted was one, just one, just one, just James Corden. If you're watching, and I know that you watch the channel, look at your mantle at all those Emmys and, and just imagine one, if you, if if you even can imagine just, just one of them was gone. Like it's, it's one out of the number of Emmys you have. If one was gone, you could like rearrange the other Emmys that you have and it would look like nothing changed. That's all we wanted was just one, just one, just one, just one James Corden. But 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 you just couldn't you just couldn't well, stop singing in the car. He just repackaged people. carpool karaoke to get into another category and win another carpool karaoke. He just and couldn't stop singing like, along to the radio with Ariana Grande or whoever it was. It just really abused like the category though, because I think that that category should have been for people who do not have any other associated media in other categories. Because Daily Show did the same thing. Um, we Some, got beat. We got beat by the host by Trevor Noah talking to the audience during the commercial breaks of the Daily Show. Yep, when the Daily Show again already had won plenty of Emmys at the same ceremony. Like, yeah, <laughs> just 
Now, year one, year one, you know who we were beat by? Year one was Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. I would give Steve Buscemi this house if he asked me to. Steve Buscemi is a saint. Well, I don't, I don't begrudge Steve Buscemi uh, that Emmy at all. Uh, But Emmy Steeler James Corden, no. Like we, the first year he won like four Emmys before he won our Emmy. Like they, he just didn't leave the stage. They would just bring out the Emmy and they wouldn't even announce it. They'd take the Emmy and they'd just walk it across the stage and they'd give it to James Corden. And then he would, you know, like put it in a bag and then he would just like hold his hand out and he would get the next Emmy. I'm just saying all we wanted was one Emmy, James Corden. And you couldn't even do that. You couldn't wait six months to sing Hopelessly Devoted to You with, uh, you know, uh, uh, the kid from uh, Young Sheldon. Uh, You just had to grab that Emmy. So, no. Uh, In answer to your question, Harv's, I do not feel at least a little bad for James Corden because uh, he doesn't feel at least a little bad for the people who he stepped over on the way to the Emmy stage to, you know, hold the door open on his fifth bathroom or whatever at his beach house. Okay. Sky the Boss says, you're at the IMAX theaters. It's fall 2023 and you can only watch one three-hour film. What would it be? Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer with Killian Murphy. Denis Villeneuve's, Denis Villeneuve's, I'm trying to get it right. Denis Villeneuve's Cleopatra with Lady Gaga. John Watts' Fantastic Four with Brad Pitt and Penelope Cruz. I mean, for me, it's Denis. Anything Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve's Cleopatra with Lady Gaga would be my, would be my answer. See, I'm, I'm just, until I see House of Gucci, I'm very skeptical because Lady Gaga's acting left a lot to be desired for me in, um, A Star is Born. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I love the concept of him doing a Cleopatra, but the Lady Gaga of it all makes me a little hesitant until I see if she took acting lessons and Christopher Mm -hmm. Nolan's Oppenheimer with Killian Murphy, I hope this is a return to form for him because that sounds like a slam dunk of a project as long as he mm-hmm. uh, just doesn't just doesn't go full tenant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope it's great. I, I really do. But I mean, if I if I only if I can only see one in IMAX, I'm going with the Denis Villeneuve movie. Uh, John Getz says perhaps they will finally finish the fight. The foo will be defeated. Ah, uh, yes, the foo will be us. Also, does that movie sound like a Scooby-Doo guest episode to anyone else? Like the Foo Fighters will have to run in and out of a bunch of doors in a hallway. <laughs> I w- Listen, nothing would delight me more than if there's a scene in the Foo Fighters Studio 666 movie where it's just a locked off shot and you just see Dave Grohl and like Pat Smear and everyone in the band running in and out of doors across the hallway. That's kind of what I want from this movie now. Now you've put that in my head, John, and now that's what I want. Uh, Robert Stack, uh, The Cult of Coco Melon. That might be it. That might not be it. I can't really say. Ace Wingate says, do you think Be Alive from King Richard could get best song at the Oscars? I don't know. I, I actually have not really heard a whole lot of the best song contenders. So um, perhaps, um, but I'm not I'm not sure. I'd have to hear it. Uh, Bradotti, pardon me if I got that name wrong, says, hello, Dan and Mara. What do you think? the best primary career singer transition to scene performances, obviously David Bowie and labyrinth is up there. Be curious what yours are. So primary career singer transition to screen performance, I guess it's sort of like, Hmm. like a serious transition to acting from being a singer. So glitter definitely doesn't count. Got it. I Um, mean, you know, if you want to vote for Mariah Carey, you can. I really don't. Um, I don't know. I was going to go with Crossroads with Britney Spears, but you know, if you want to steal, my 
Very nice. I mean, I guess honestly, like Jennifer Hudson, I think is probably like the obvious choice. Um, at least presently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, J. That's a great one, J. Hud. I mean, she's Oscar winner. Cats wasn't her fault. You know, she was doing her best. I think that's a great answer. I like J. Hud. Joe March says, so glad I could catch this at the end of my work day. I love you, Dan and Mara. Thanks, Dan, for sharing intelligent, funny analysis and criticism. Thank you, Joe, for sharing that wonderful comment and for donating. Uh, and Did then finally, I believe. By the way? What? I believe that's a Little Women reference, that screen name. Oh, Joe March. It is. Isn't, isn't that? It, it, I, it could be. I thought that was little. That, I mean, I honestly don't like the story Little Women, so that's probably <laughs> probably wrong. But yeah. um, just way too. Yeah, I just can't. Yeah, that's to uh, that's that's the yeah. She's a March. She's a March sister. Well, I mean, or maybe her name's Joe March, and she just happens to be named after a very famous fictional character. Either way, could be. I appreciate the sentiment. Maybe it's Sir Ronan watching the show. Oh, <laughs> we should be so lucky. We should be. Uh, and then I think this is the final comment. Michael Hader says, does Ridley Scott get an Oscar nomination for House of Gucci? I mean, I think it just really depends on, it seems like a lot of critics are really high on it. And especially these big ensemble dramas, that's Oscar bait for a lot of folks because, you know, you're directing a lot of actors, etc. I really think it depends on which way the tide turns on House of Gucci. Is it going to be kind of, pol if it's very polarizing, then maybe not. If more people kind of fall on the Godfather Shakespeare side, then I think that it's possible. It's so early to really be able to tell what the, and I was actually saying this the other day. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we don't have a nomad land this year. And I don't have anything against nomad land, but like nomad land came out in like early fall, September, October. And then it was like the movie all the way through award season it was like, it's going to be nomad land. It's going to be nomad land. It's going to be nomad land. And then it was nomad land. This year, we don't really have one of those. There's not really one movie or right now, even one performance that's like, you know, we don't have a Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. We don't have a Francis McDormand in, uh, in Nomadland. We don't have this performance that like from beginning to end, it's like, this is the Oscar performance to beat. And I love that. I love that it's so wide open because crazy things can happen when you have such a, a competitive year. So I, 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 you know, sometimes you have a great performance and it deserves to be, you know, the front runner because it's just that good. But I also love these years where there's no real conventional wisdom as to like what best picture is going to be or should be, or what the front runner is uh, because it just makes things a lot more interesting. So I'm very I excited to see how award season campaign. I, I like, it's almost like legitimate campaign finance reform that I very much believe in. Like I kind of wish that with the Oscar campaigns, any award show that it didn't a lot come down to money and things and what you're given and how it's presented to you to like it, because that does yeah. generate a lot of the common space buzz. And I think that that really stinks because we've seen many, many times that the not perhaps best uh, performance ends up winning. Mm -hmm. And then retroactively five, 10, 15 years later, we're all like, Oh yeah, that was a stupid choice. And yeah. So, I mean, I just wish that it didn't come down to money a decent amount of the time. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. But yeah, I see Dean in the comments saying Kristen Stewart for Spencer is the only hype I've heard. I mean, she's definitely very hyped. Um, I, you know, I, I think that the movie might be polarizing some people, but I, I think that uh, she's, she's one of those that I've heard, but it's never like she is going to win like you hear so many yeah. times. So it's, it's, it's going to be a very interesting award season. Speaking of award season, 
uh, stay tuned because I have actually a backlog of movies. And I think that I'm going to kind of put them all under this tag of awards watch. So I'm going to be reviewing them, but maybe two or three at a time. And they'll be sort of like awards watch reviews so that I can do uh, talk about some movies that I've seen. Spencer is one of them. Um, also, uh, Come On, Come On, starring Joaquin Phoenix, uh, I've seen uh, and, and want to talk about because I think that could be a contender come award season. Mara and I are starting to go through some FYC stuff, which is coming in. Uh, Jessica Chastain in the Eyes of Tammy Faye is another performance that's been talked about. We watched that movie. So look uh, very shortly here on the channel, in addition to my regular reviews and the show and, and everything else, uh, you will also be able to find some awards watch reviews where I'm packaging together my thoughts on different awards contenders and what I think might be uh, some of the prospects coming up are there going to be any that kind of close the gap there's some that that are streaming now so did the streaming movies are they at a disadvantage there's a lot of really fun things to talk about when it comes to awards and i'm actually really really excited to talk about those with you uh having said that let's start wrapping up the show i see oh, you've got i think comment we have one more stream came in from sean said do you think there's any shame in looking up an analysis of a particularly confusing movie after watching it or should you just roll with your initial interpretation and not look into it at all there's definitely not any shame I think that that, I mean, that's really what film, when people talk about film criticism, I think that's really what film criticism is. Uh, I, I don't think the discussion around a movie should stop with, I saw the movie. It should be an ongoing discussion. It should be an ongoing discussion that you have with the movie, with yourself, with friends, with other people. You shouldn't be afraid to change your mind or change your perspective. Um, mm -hmm. I often will seek out different takes and different perspectives on a film after I see it, because I think that's part of the great thing about movies. So no, I, I don't think that you should lock yourself into one thing. And, and, you know, I think because we're critics, we, we, you know, we, we, we sort of are locked into this thing. Like, you know, I'll review a movie and then like, that's my opinion. Uh, but I also will change my opinion on movies over time. So no, there's no shame in it whatsoever. As a matter of fact, I think that should be encouraged to go in and, and engage with movies and art in general and find new perspectives and, and things like that. I think that's one of the great things about movies. So don't feel ashamed at all. I think you should definitely do that. Thank you so much for watching the show. As I mentioned, uh, we will be uh, doing Red Notice Review here this week. We'll also be covering Disney Plus Day. Look out for charts next week, Ghostbusters Afterlife. We'll be back here next Wednesday with another live show. And uh, we'll also be doing those awards watch reviews as these movies start rolling out. I want to thank Ben behind the scenes for uh, uh, helping us keep on track and getting all of our elements up and everything else. Ben, thank you so much. Anything you want to plug? I'll take your silence as a no. I don't think anything. <laughs> uh, Mara, anything you want to plug? Actually, you, uh, uh, you just ran uh, this past weekend. You ran a 5K. Yes. Although, hold on. Before I talk about that, you did get a Streamlabs from one James Corden. James Corden oh, says did? to you, oh, you want an Emmy? Mm, nah, I'm going to go melt them down into golden toilet paper and wipe my ass with them because I can. Wah, ha, 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 ha. So got to make sure we read that. Um, uh, <laughs> but moving forward from that, yes, um, I did. I did the um, DAV, Disabled American Veterans 5K over the weekend and the fundraiser for them actually continues through the end of the month. Tomorrow is Veterans Day here in the United States. So uh, I'm going to be tweeting out that link again and I'm going to get that bump from Dan because, you know, he's 
got a little bit of a wider net, but if it's something that would be within your financial ability to consider donating, even as little as like $5, um, that would be wonderful. 100% of the proceeds go to them. They do a lot of good work for disabled veterans like myself. Um, but even if you can't, if you would just give it a retweet, send it on forward. Um, it's just such a really good organization. I believe so much in what they do. So thank you. Shameless plug. Uh, sorry, I, I, I'm being told that there's breaking news that I'm, oh. I'm trying to check up on, and I'm and I've yet to uh, confirm here. I lo I'm looking at uh, it too, Dan. I haven't seen anything. I'll keep. Uh, if you want to, if you want to vamp for a little bit, I'll I'll check all the big big places. Yeah, I, I see that there was a uh, there was a a THR article that was written, and I and it's the big banner headline on their website that says why Henry Cavill basically already is James Bond. And I believe that uh, uh, some folks may be taking that to mean that he has been cast as James Bond, but I have not well, been able to. Uh, ben is working to independently confirm that as well, but I have not seen. I'd be a anything, little suspicious uh, only because, like, yeah. they mentioned specifically that they were not going to begin the casting discussion until uh, yeah. 2022 or 2023. So, yeah, I mean, if they do uh, it, I mean, of course, that doesn't really matter what they said they were going to do. They've just done it, but. Yeah, I believe that uh, I think that we may be having a bit of a, a bit of a mixed uh, some some crossed wires here because uh, from what I can tell, there is no official announcement or confirmation that Henry Cavill uh, is uh, in any way uh, has been cast as James Bond. And maybe I'm going to look dumb here, but I don't want to call anything. Uh, yeah, no, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it was a, a either somebody has gotten a mis uh, a misunderstanding here, or we're being pranked because I don't uh, I see no official word or any confirmation whatsoever. Yeah, I think it was a misunderstanding of of the article. Like you said, it's weird wording. Why he already is James Bond when he's not? Like he is yeah. addressed. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, he's a front runner, yeah. but he, I don't think there's been anything official. Yeah, no, I uh, I appreciate. Uh, I appreciate the heads up, and usually uh, I would love uh, when folks want to chime in on breaking this news. This just in, Chris Pratt is James Bond. He's going to be voicing James Bond in an upcoming animated movie. Oh, boy. Now, get, let the clickbait begin. Um, so uh, let, let's, uh, let me clear up two things right now. Uh, number one, uh, Henry Cavill is uh, not, uh, as I can see right now, officially cast to play James Bond. Number two, um, the thumbnails that you see saying Chris Pratt is going to be James Bond. It is not referring to the Eon james bond it is referring to uh a animated film apparently wait there's a james bond animated film no that was that was sarcasm ben i was joking oh oh garfield <laughs> go away yeah, sorry garfield, you can't mess with me ben i'm already i'm, I'm already i'm already in scoops mode here one last comment that came in so check the doc or there it is actually oh hit the microphone um let's see um oh is this for the from steven here mm-hmm uh, Steven says, with Kevin Smith saying, no matter the cost, uh, welcome to the Black Parade, had to be in Clerks 3. If you had to do an Edgar Wright-style needlework sort of soundtrack, what songs would you have to include? Oh, yikes. Here's my problem is I'm not a huge music guy. I actually tend to um, tend to uh, take my cues from movies. So a lot of times I'll find music through its use in movies like Edgar Wright's movies. For example, I found a lot of songs that I like because I listen, I watch Edgar Wright movies and listen to the music in them. So I, I, I don't, I don't have a comprehensive list of, uh, uh, of, of songs that I would, would use in a film, but um, bump the camera again. I'll figure Seven. out a solution on that. 
that's seven or eight at least. I think I may have not even called myself a couple of times. Um, I think mainly it's uh, th that's why you have great people like music supervisors. I think more than anything, I would really uh, very much rely on a music supervisor because my taste would all be basic. It would be like the hits that I've heard on the radio and which, which are great. But I think that the great use of music is when it's unexpected. Like when the, that gasoline song that uh, uh, Tarantino uses in inglorious bastards. And they also used it in atomic blonde. Like that's not a song I'd ever heard before, but like after hearing it in that movie, I was like, Oh my God. So um, at the risk of, of, of giving you a non-answer, I would say I would very much rely on a music supervisor who would then uh, would then help me find music. And I think if you were to play me a bunch of music, I might say like, yes, I like that. Also as an editor, I'd want to see it to picture as well. So I, I, I don't have a list, but uh, that's why you have people that are, that are great about those things. All I right. would have to I put run everything. Joey run in my, in my movie, by the way, that's my obscure musical reference. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, a new guy donated among us just had a massive update. Will you defend your crown? <laughs> Where's where's Ben's body? Where where's is Ben's it? body? Wait, where were you? Where was Ben? <laughs> Guys, we just have to get to the bottom of this one question. Where is Ben's body? <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I was you, you should go over to Ben's YouTube channel. Uh, he has yes. a video up. We, we were playing Among Us and I straight up murdered Ben in Among Us. <laughs> and we were having the group conference and, you know, Ben's dead. So he can't talk. And all I'm and I'm just playing the biggest faker in the world and they're like oh ben died i was like where is he where uh where was his where was his body where where'd you find it oh i was uh i was yeah that was uh ben was very annoyed at me it was so funny you were so mad ben <laughs> just like the audacity dan like no one was even taught the, the fact that like he could have gotten away with it scot-free without mentioning it but he kept bringing it up like it, like he, it was like a, just, he was like the, the, the sociopathic killer where he's like, it's like returning to the scene of the crime and like gloating about it. Like, oh yeah. And what about Ben? We haven't talked enough about Ben's murder. Where's his body as he's got blood dripping from his hand. <laughs> I would like to point out that so not good. only could I have gotten away with it scot-free, I did get away with it scot-free, uh, and it was quite something. So, um, yes, that's a fun video. I, I do play Among Us. We'll, we'll, I, I, we keep saying we're going to get into Twitch, but things keep getting in the way. But it is fun. It's just a lot going. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. thank you, everybody who watched. Lots of stuff coming up this next week. Stay tuned. Uh, our last official count is we are, You may have, maybe you can get us down to at least 100. Uh, nope, we're 106 away from 100K. So hopefully by next week when we're on the show, we will also have uh, opened this uh, wonderful little plaque up. Mara is going to, I'm going to put it back in the drawer. I'm not going to open it. Um, it'll, it'll be, it'll be all good. Uh, and we'll be over hundred K very exciting. Thank you to everyone that subscribed during the show today. You got us that much closer to the goal. Thank you to everybody who watched and uh, stay tuned here on the channel. Uh, check out, uh, I'll, I'll throw a link to Mara's uh, 5k uh, down in the description. It's not there yet, but I'll throw one down there later on. Oh yeah. Uh, Sorry. If you want to donate that. to that. But thank you to everyone's generosity here. We uh, did not break news here today. We gave you some 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 leaks, though. So we'll see that. Uh, John Lestrina says the family is stronger together. Uh, so John Lestrina obviously in favor of the Rock coming back. Um, I wonder if the I wonder if that love letter made John Lestrina cry. He's he's the biggest Fast and the Furious franchise fan that I know. Uh, thank you everybody for watching. Stay tuned for more great stuff. We will be back next week. Until then, stay safe. Bye.